Robins at the Gate with Sky Sports and Five Lives Michelle Owen. With Who Knows Wins, this is not betting as you know it. Put your money where your mates are. Playing is easy. Make your predictions on the outcomes of your chosen fixtures. For every result you predict correctly, you get a point in your league. At the end of the competition, whoever's got the most points wins and proves their top dog. Choose your own entry fee, however substantial or small, and split the winner's pot as you see fit. Who Knows Wins. Download the app now and start playing. Hello and welcome along to Robins at the Gate with myself, Michelle Owen and Gregor McGregor in what's been quite the week. No games, but plenty going on at Bristol City. We'll be looking into what's happening with COVID, what's happening this weekend against Derby. Derby, who are they going to have in charge? And we'll be looking at a new signing to who joined after Gregor hinted that he might be last week. So Gregor, hello, welcome along. Um, how are you? Are you all good? And um, what are you thinking about all this this stuff that's going on with COVID because to date how many positives do we know there have been in the Bristol City camp? Yeah well first of all I'm okay you hopefully you you are glad to hear I'm a bit forward <laughs> with, with international week and very ready to get back to uh, regular football and the championship returning but but yeah that's um I wouldn't say is in doubt but but things have been hindered Bristol City's preparations for the weekend have been hindered um, in terms of this COVID outbreak that we reported on last week and it's sort of made its way into the national press over the last couple of days and actually the club released a statement yesterday confirming that, uh, that they had uh, yeah, closed the Phelan training ground. Their exact words were that over the weekend of Saturday, November 7th and Sunday, November the 8th, several individuals within the Bristol City testing bubble of players and staff displayed COVID-19 symptoms. The whole Bristol City testing bubble were subsequently tested and a number of positive tests were recorded from players and staff. Those individuals who tested positive are currently in the 10-day self-isolation period. Um, in consultation with the EFL medical advisors, the club's Phelan training ground is closed until Thursday, November 19th. So they closed it pretty much for the duration of the international break. And, well, since that weekend, um, we know that they're going to be getting back there on Thursday. We think, um, we know they are training um, remotely. They're doing their own fitness things and they're doing sessions on Zoom as well and, and tactical things on Zoom. God, it's hard the ideal preparation, is it, Gregor? But in terms of how many staff and players, do we know a breakdown at all? Or do we have an idea of, of how many yes. are affected? Yeah, sorry, I didn't really answer your question there, did I? Yeah, <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> well, basically, our understanding is that it's at least six people who have been affected. Um, I've, I've been told the names of, of six different people, um, mm. but, I, but because of medical confidentiality, I'm not going to, well, can't report that at the moment, yep. unfortunately. Um, but we know of six, but it, it, might, it may well be more than that. And I've had one source suggest to us that it's a very, very high number, something, something crazy. Um, and probably to add to that, the Telegraph reported yesterday that they believe the number is 10. So we're not talking about just a few individuals here. Um, it is a significant amount. However, the club is hopeful that all these people um, affected, both staff and players, and I should add in, into that, uh, that we understand that uh, Dean Holden's backroom staff have been particularly hit hard here. Right. Um and yeah, my my belief is that if the game had been scheduled for this weekend, it would have had to be postponed because of the number of people affected. Mm. Put, it, put it that way. But the club is 
hopeful and, and dare I say, confident that everything will be okay for Saturday. But it's because of the timelines. And in one sense, they've actually been very, very lucky because international break has come now and there wasn't a picture last weekend. Yeah. yeah Maybe the disruption is minimal. Yeah, and if there was ever, there's never a good time and it's horrendous and it all just feels so surreal. But if there was a time for it to happen, perhaps this was a preferable time for it to happen. We know yeah. that Framar Gijou tested positive, so he didn't go away on international duty. But you've got three players away on international duty. You've got Callum O'Dowder, where there have been um, various positive tests, haven't they, in, in the Irish camp. And then, obviously, Thomas Callis has got to fly back, and Adam Nagy has as well. And it just, these international breaks, it's, I mean, in this sense, I guess Bristol City have been fortunate in that they haven't missed a game because they've had that longer break. But then you put that into the mix as well, and it just doesn't seem the best idea, does it? And in some ways, is it a relief for clubs that we don't have an international break now till March? I think so. It really disrupts things. But yeah, just going back to what we're talking about, is come at the right time in, in some yeah. respects. But obviously, I don't want to downplay, obviously, the effects of, of COVID. And we've got to remember, this is a pandemic and it does affect people's health. And so, yeah, best wishes to anyone affected at the club, I should. Yeah, absolutely. It's actually interesting to know, and I don't know if you know, Greg, or sort of off off record or whether anyone's told you how badly people are affected, because I'm not aware of, and touch wood, of course, we, we you know, obviously send our thoughts to everyone who's affected by it at the moment, but I'm not aware of actually anyone being seriously, seriously ill with it that is a footballer yet. Um, have you seen anything to suggest that in the Bristol City camp? No, thank, thankfully not. Um, my, yeah, our understanding is that Basically, most people are asymptomatic, or if they have displayed symptoms, then then they're not too too bad. Um, it's it's quite we, incredible, isn't it? It's it's really it's mind boggling the way this works because I I'm pretty sure that everyone listening as well will know someone who's had COVID. But I know lots of people that have had COVID and also differently affected. But professional athletes seem to be asymptomatic the majority of the time. But you did say that some of the backroom staff have been affected who aren't professional athletes, um, but they seem okay as well. Is, is that what we're thinking? We haven't heard any, anything differently so far. So It's not nice to speculate, is it? It's no, just no. everyone wants to sort of know that everyone's okay and, yeah. and, and give them their best because it's just such a difficult situation for the club and they're trying to prepare for a game on Saturday and they don't even have access to the training ground at the moment, Gregor. Like, it's, it's, it's crazy. So they'll have, what, two full days of preparation? But my point with the international break, by the way, was these players coming back, you know, Callum O'Dowd is coming back from, from a camp where they've had the positive tests, although we're recording on Tuesday morning and I do understand that they've all been tested uh, the Irish camp have been tested and they've all come back okay at the moment. So that's that's something, isn't it? And the players are going to be tested uh, that are at home. They're going to be tested, I think, in the next couple of days. And then as soon as they're back, the international players get tested, don't they? Yeah, that's, that's an important point that I was going to come on to, that basically this does ask a few questions of the EFL and their testing protocols, mm-hmm. certainly to my mind, because... If you think back to the previous round of the Carabao Cup where we saw all that disruption with Leighton Orient um, and other clubs, part of that all happening was because this season the EFL has stopped mandatory testing of players. 
Yeah. If, if you if you think about last season, they were being tested twice a week, and that was every week and every player. This season, they've stopped all that, and you only test if a player shows symptoms. So, are Bristol City testing regularly? Are no, they test? They're, they're not. not. Nobody is. Nobody in the EFL is, and this is. It was quite widely reported a couple of months ago, and. Al Robinson was quite outspoken about this last month because Oxford United had a, a, their game called off um, against, I think it was like Accrington Stanley or somebody um, very close to kickoff. And the term he used was that this is wealth before health, which is mm. a strong thing to say. And he wasn't just directing that at the uh, EFL. I should point out that that should, um, he was also mentioning the FA and the PFA, who also have a, a duty of respect to the players. Mm. But, this season, the EFL has said that because there were so few negatives, negative tests... Um, positives. Sorry, positives, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So few positives coming back, they've decided to stop the testing. Oh, and, and, and now, you know, it does seem more rife than, than ever. Of course, exactly people, that, right? yeah, you know, yeah. we, we, it's hard to make a comparison. I don't want to get into all that. But now, surely is the time. They're playing more games than ever. League One and League Two are involved as well. I just can't understand how they could pay for it in summer and, and it's not being paid for at the moment. And is this going to be a wake-up call to some clubs that they need to start testing regularly? Because I thought some were, some weren't. I knew the whole of the championship were not, but some clubs were. It does seem to be down to the club's discretion now. Yeah, and, and Bristol City were, were testing regularly earlier on in the season. When did they stop? Uh, that's a little bit unclear at the right. moment. But they are just, they have stopped testing regularly and they've just fallen in line with the rest of the championship mm. and, and, and the rest of the EFL. However, I agree with you. I think they need to rethink this, particularly at this time with the country in lockdown at the moment and, yeah, cases on the rise, massive numbers of, of COVID cases at the moment. Also, if you think about the Premier League at the, at the moment, this weekend, at the, I think the last I saw was that there are 16 players yeah, 16. unavailable. And and that I'm expecting that to go up before the weekend with more testing as they come back from international break. So this is this is I think this weekend we're going to see a whole lot of disruption, not just at Bristol City but all across the leagues. And I do think the EFL need to maybe consider bringing back mandatory tests because this is how it all unravelled with basically Deju um, reporting with symptoms uh, on the Wednesday after the Huddersfield game. And he would have travelled with all the squad up and yeah. buses and in the hotels and everything. And then you've got more players then coming down with it at the weekends and, and staff. And this is how it, yeah, how it, how how it, it spreads. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And, and, and it's not like you know, it's not like the players just see each other and they're all just in a, a bubble. Like I don't know, like oh, I'm a celebrity, get me out of it. It's not like that. It's 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 everyday life, you know. For example, we, we don't know where they get it from, but if you go to the supermarket or if you've got children in school, you know, it's impossible to say that it's not being spread. It's impossible to be overconfident in this situation. So, like you say, Gregor, I'm in agreement with you that there has to be something done across the EFL. I know it's very expensive, and yes, the Premier League can can afford it, but it's, it's one of those things, isn't it? It's who's going to take the step to say this is now mandatory again? There's, there's a duty of care to the players, but also there's the wider, the bigger picture is that we've got this pandemic and trying to stop the infection rate and, and maybe the EFL needs to look at that. But yeah, just to tie it into what you were saying earlier, every championship club has to do a full round of testing after international break. The Bristol yeah. City are actually testing tomorrow, Wednesday, and they'll get the results on Thursday. 
I hope that all those affected will be able to either return on Thursday or the Friday, and they're hoping that the disruption will be minimal for the weekend. Yeah, and hopefully the match is, is not in doubt. And as far as Gregor and I have heard at the moment, it, it, it is going ahead. Who knows, by the time you listen to this, that might have changed. But from what we understand, it's looking confident. OK, I, well, let's take a break now, because that was quite COVID-heavy, wasn't it? And uh, on a lighter note, you can get back involved with predicting scores this weekend. Hopefully all the games are on. If you download our Who Knows Wins app, uh, we will pick six games. I think we'll go across the Premier League and Championship this weekend. You can get involved. You can play a number of times as well. And if you have a look on the app, all the details are there. You can also see what your other pl fellow players are thinking as well in terms of predicting predictions and percentages of wins, draws and, and losses. So uh, get involved with that. And coming up, we will properly preview the Derby game and who might be in charge as well. Robins at the gate. With Who Knows Wins. This is not betting as you know it. Download the app now and start playing. Robins at the gate with Michelle Owen. Yes, welcome back. Download the Who Knows Wins app. You can play more than once in our Robins League, a maximum of five times. If there's any fixtures you're not quite sure about predicting, then you could always put down a different prediction if you like. We'll get those fixtures up for you and you can get involved. Uh, Gregor, let's talk about Derby then. Yes, <laughs> that was uh, very COVID heavy, that first part, but it had to be because this is what's affecting the game going into it. Who's going to be in charge? Wayne Rooney, people are saying, but also I've seen other names linked to the Derby job since um, Philip Koku was, was sacked. I've seen Rafa Benitez being linked. Mm. <laughs> it's quite incredible, but to our knowledge at the moment, Wayne Rooney and Lima Senior will be taking the team. Yeah, I, I'm fairly certain it's going to be those four that they've announced. Uh, Wayne Rooney, Justin Walker, Shea Given and Liam Rosinia, obviously a former Bristol City player, came through the ranks of the Robins, and yeah, from my understanding is that basically the, it's linked to the takeover happening there, and and a new manager on a permanent basis won't be appointed until the takeover all goes through. So that might take a little bit of time. Just on Philip Pocky, our understanding was that he was entitled to a fairly huge payoff if he had left the club, uh, according to his contract, along with his staff, and it was around. Uh, something crazy like seven to eight million pounds but what yeah i know that that that's that was our understanding but i thought it was very interesting to see it was reported at the weekend that he left and he had he, he basically agreed to take less than he was due that's a measure of of a really great person to my mind that they can recognize what's best for the club and that takes precedent over over your own self so i'm sure he would have got a, a tidy sum for leaving the club contractually as he as he would have been entitled to um, but he obviously put less than, than what was stipulated in his contract so good for him and Derby obviously move on and yeah I, I actually think this could be a bit of a banana skin for Bristol well yeah I mean obviously preparations aren't ideal which we've discussed when you look at the championship table you'd expect Bristol City to you know, come through this with flying colours Derby bottom on six points bear in mind Sheffield Wednesday had a minus six point deduction at the start of the season they're above them albeit they're on six points Bristol City in fifth on 20 points two wins going into the international break but all this disruption it's it's just going to be hard to say who's even going to be playing isn't it Gregor yeah definitely I mean obviously there might be a chance that Adrian new signing Adrian Mariapa might be involved but 
But they do have three good defenders there, and they obviously switched to the four at the back for, for Cardiff, which worked. So, yeah, Dean Holden's got some decisions to make there. And, it's, yeah. It's quite interesting that Mariapa's come in now at this point, and actually, um, he could be playing Watford the following midweek, couldn't he, uh, on the Wednesday. But he's 34. He's very experienced, like we discussed last week. Is that sort of experience sort of key and uncertain time that we've got at the moment? It might He might be quite a steadying presence in the dressing room, mightn't he? Especially if they're a little bit light on, on squad depth. Yeah, it's, it comes almost exactly a year after Ashley Williams came in in similar circumstances, isn't it? And I think... I think the Ashley Williams sort of thing actually went fairly well, but I wasn't too sure that they wanted to be playing him week in, week out, which is how it transpired. And I think it's the same with Mariapa. I think if you bring in someone like that and he's going to play the odd game here and there, but we're not, but the club isn't going to be relying, him, relying on him necessarily to play every single week, then, then I think it could work well as basically a, a little bit of a sticking plaster until you get the likes of Alfie Mawson and and Nathan Baker back. So, so yeah, as you say, his experience could be very valuable. He can play a couple of positions. He can cover right on the right as well, because obviously Stephen Sessing on the out for a while, maybe a couple of months with a hamstring injury. So, so yeah, I think generally it's, it's a pretty true pickup. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited to, to see what he can do because I just remember playing for Watford and being a pretty decent player. But then again, in the nicest way, age isn't quite on his side, but he could be a good influence. And you think of the experience of him and the likes of Chris Brunt. There is, there is those older heads with respect to them in the dressing room now, which with some of the young players might not be a, a bad idea. With Wayne Rooney, the four... I guess the, what would be the word, the head of those sort of four, that's what we believe it, it to be. What are you expecting from him as, as a head coach or a manager, whatever his official role will be? Because is he still going to be a playing member of the squad and could he potentially be playing on Saturday? Yes, interesting one, isn't it? It could be a, like a player-manager role, which we haven't seen for, for some time, but... But yeah, in terms of how he sets his team up, it's going to be really interesting. He's obviously been involved with the coaching already um, in the past at Derby, but but now he looks to be yeah, leading leading from in the dugout. Whether he's going to play himself or not, I, I expect he I expect him to not change too much. Um, in his statement that he released at the weekend, he he recognised that the club needs to stabilise. That was the word he used, and they obviously do need to get results now. That's that's the priority with the position of the in the league table that they're in. So whether they'll be a bit more pragmatic, whether they might change formation or or not, I'm not too sure. But um, it's going to be very interesting to see how, how he sets his team up for sure. Yeah, and they're really struggling as well. So it'd be interesting to see if they can do it for Wayne Rudy. It's that sort of instance again where he was part of the coaching staff, just like Dean Holden was. But can he get that reaction um, out of the players? After that, Gregor, as well, there's the game against Watford that I just want to mention here because then they've got Reading. So it's it's another quick turnaround between those two games. They're playing at 7.45 on Wednesday evening and then 12.30 on the Saturday. That's happened a couple of times now and it's, it's, it's tough, that turnaround, isn't it? So with perhaps a lighter squad, they've got three games in the space of seven days, two of those within ugh, two and a half, three days. This is a huge test and I'm a little bit worried, to be honest with you. How are they going to cope with this? 
Yeah, you're right. It's a nine-game block of matches right up to basically a few days before Christmas. So, yeah, it's going to be another one of those periods to navigate. I, I do think Bristol City have got a decent squad now to, to cope with that. If they could get William, Lee and Walsh, I know we say this every single week, if they could get those guys back, hopefully they are going to be back very soon. And that will really pick up the numbers in midfield, a key, a key area of the side. They, with Mariapa coming in, they've got four or five defenders now that can can do a, a shift at the back there. And the likes of Taylor Moore, and especially Zach Viner, actually, have, have impressed me this season. I, I think Viner has been a bit of a standout guy for yeah. Bristol City coming through. And yeah, in attack, that's that's probably where they've got the, the most reaches, which isn't which isn't a bad thing. We we just don't know who's going to play out of Narky Wales, Flamery Jeju, Antoine Semenyo, who's been in great form recently, got three assists in the league now, or most likely Chris Martin. And mm. probably... his old side. There's always exactly. an edge. There's always an edge. Uh, when you play your old side, they, they just, professional footballers just seem to give that little bit more, don't they? And I love that. And that's why I think Chris Martin might, all being well, might get the nod. Yeah, he, he scored in this game last season at the meeting at Ashton Gate. So, so yeah, maybe maybe due another goal, but obviously for the other side this time. Yeah, fingers crossed. And your thoughts ahead of Watford as well? I mean, with Watford, they've been sort of... They've been pretty decent since they came back to the Championship, but not, like, outstanding. I watched them against Coventry, and it wasn't an easy game by any means for them. And you look at their their squad and, and who they've got in it. They've got some real real quality. You know, you've got Tom Cleverley in the midfield with Kapue and Ismail Saar and Andre Gray. It's a brilliant, brilliant side, isn't it? What are you expecting from this one? I think that it's a little bit different playing them at home rather than away at the moment. They've got the best home form in the yep. entire league. Um, I think they've won five out of six at home or something similar to that and they've only won one game on their travels and they're right down the other end of the and that that was at Derby <laughs> so yeah yeah, yeah. so I, I think Bristol City will have a chance at home things don't seem to be quite clicking for, for the Hornets at the moment but you're right they've got quality players across their squad I think it, it would be a little bit like Norwich and Bournemouth both those games Bristol City were very competitive in I'm, I'm hopeful that maybe this one they might be able to get a result. I think maybe a draw or something might be might be right. And especially against Norwich, if they took that penalty away, they would have been right in that game, mm. even though the first half they were destroyed by Buki and Buendia. And against Bournemouth, they were in that game until well, until the final ten minutes. And again, they had the chances if they if they taken them earlier in the in the first half, and that would have been very different too. So it just comes down to how they play on the day. If if they can be a bit more clinical, then they could beat Watford. Um, but I would tip a draw for that match. Yeah, we'll have to see. And just before we go, I just want to mention Bristol City women. They got thrashed by Manchester City 8-1 after missing lots of players because of positive COVID tests. And then they played Spurs at the weekend. They were missing Tanya Oxterby their head coach because she had a positive COVID test. Uh, Gary Probert from the Bristol City Academy was basically sort of in charge for the day, although I believe Tanya was sort of involved remotely. Alex Morgan, one of the world's best players was playing for Spurs. Greg Rod, I know you, you were aware of what was going on here. Just to mention for how there's this 
what's the word I'm looking for? I guess it's it's a great relationship really that's starting to form between the women and the men and the fact Gary Prober can go over there and, and help them out and all credit as well to the women for that fantastic result. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I, I was amused because they were they're playing their games at Swerton Park in Bath this season. So yeah. it was fantastic to think that, yeah, you had one of the icons of the women's game in Alex Morgan playing on the Swerton Park pitch there, where I've played before. I've scored a goal. <laughs> and let, wow. Let me tell you. <laughs> um, which is more than Alex Morgan has done. Yeah. It's true. Um, it's true. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, great game, pulsating game, 2-2. Two, two, and uh, yeah, this uh, result first first on the board for Bristol City women. Uh, Gary Prober, obviously, yes, yeah, standing in, doing a good job, obviously. Hopefully, Tanya Oxley is back very soon. Um, and, yes, there's... Well, I think Alex Morgan only played the first half. I think she went off at half-time. Yeah, she didn't play much because she, she only had a baby sort of six, seven months ago, so she's just coming back to it. But it was it was great to see Gary, Gary Probert doing the, the pre-match interviews and things, and just nice to see that cohesion, isn't it? Well, some... Somebody has said to me, could he be in charge of the men's side? <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, we'll see, we'll see about that. But he does a great job at the academy as well. Um, a fantastic academy system, as we know, at, at Bristol City. Gregor, um, you're, let's be honest, you're starting to sound like you're down a toilet. That is the joys of Zoom recording. So um, we'll, have to, <laughs> we'll have to leave it there. Just to clarify, you're not down a toilet, but you are at home. And unfortunately, you're going to have to keep recording remotely for a little while um, as things stand. And... Obviously, it's it's never more obvious than what's happening at the moment at Bristol City. And we hope, and as far as we know, the game should be on this weekend. And, and you'll be there, Gregor. And um, looking looking at the Derby game, can I get a little score prediction out of you for that one? <laughs> yeah, you can. I, <laughs> I, I honestly feel this is going to be a very, very tough thing for Bristol City. Obviously, the, the new manager effect, the, the disruptions of the preparations, I think Derby could get something, unfortunately, from this game, but I will go for a 1-1 draw. Okay, I think Bristol City will win 2-1. So there we are. We've we've put the marker down. Um, we'll check back in with you next week in terms of when we're recording. It sort of depends on schedules and what happens with, with Bristol City's game, you know, assuming they're all on, and where we squeeze the next pod in because they've got a tight turnaround next week between Watford and Reading, which is going to be a very interesting game, but we'll certainly be back before the Reading game to preview that all being well. So, Gregor, thank you, as always, for your time. Uh, enjoy the Derby game. Cheers. Bye-bye. And uh, we'll be back next week. Thanks for listening. Robins at the gate. With Who Knows Wins. This is not betting as you know it. Download the app now and start playing. Please subscribe and review us wherever you get your podcasts.